Welcome back to another kind of funny games cast. This time we are covering E3 2021, the Nintendo Direct presentation. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the new face of video games, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Tim? The Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, Timothy Geddes. One of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Advanced Wars is back, motherfucker. And the best headphones in the business, Janet Garcia. What's good? very exciting stuff we have a lot to talk about so i'm gonna get into all the housekeeping stuff now you can get this show on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or if you want the audio version search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast if you want to get the show ad free there's one place you want to be patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like our patreon producers donovan harkness omega 3 tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer james hastings casey andrew and elliot have all done because they're over there on patreon they don't need to hear the ads we're about to tell you about later including honey fitbit fitbod and canva but everyone else has to get them but let's start off with the good stuff nintendo direct greg miller what did you think loved it what a great show you know what I mean? They did exactly what I think you always want them to do. They caught you, caught you off guard. They had a bunch of crazy announcements. They, uh, uh, deli- they you know, they didn't overpromise. They, they came out and they delivered, right? And I think that uh, the fact that we can all sit here with the fact that Breath of the Wild Two or whatever they're going to end calling it is 2022 and be like, okay, cool, we're still happy with this presentation, speaks a lot. Got it. Uh, I'm trying to decide if Metroid is enough to make it like a banger I, I think it was a solid presentation it was a good presentation but it had a lot of rehashing old stuff bringing back old things and while i think that can be exciting for people that are really hardcore fans of those franchises it doesn't really give me a lot of excitement blessing yeah i think at the before this direct i had a few asks uh, of it i wanted it to fill out what the rest of this year looked like i wanted them to answer some question marks and i wanted some surprises and for me this directed all of those things you know there's no switch pro but but again like that wasn't totally expected because they did try to set our expectations by saying it will be focused on software. And so that's not a surprise that it's not there. But with what they did have, I thought they did a very fantastic job. This fall looks really cool for Nintendo. Between Metroid Dread, between uh, Mario Party, uh, between Shimigami Tensei, and then you know you're getting the Pokemon games as well. Even though there's not a big temple banger this fall, all of the things they do have are really exciting and exciting enough to make me go, oh man, I'm excited about my Switch this fall, which I think is such a success for them. And so this is fantastic. Andy? Yeah, I think it was the culmination of just a lot of underwhelming directs. I don't think it was the craziest direct ever, right? And, you know, I was hoping we'd get some Donkey Kong news. I was hoping we'd get more info on Metroid Prime, um, anything more than just sort of a, a mention or whatever. But the, yeah, I thought the, the announcements were all there. They they had some surprises there. We got the Advance Wars remake, which was kind of shocking. I did not expect WarioWare. I didn't expect to see it. I didn't expect um, Metroid Dread. I, there was a lot of surprises that caught all of us off guard. Um, Mario Party Superstars is awesome. And I'm at least glad that we got to see Breath of the Wild 2. I, of course, we would have loved the release date. We would love for that to have been this year. But that's just not the reality of things. And the idea that we just got to see it, I'm more than excited about. I thought this was, like, if I were to put a grade on it, like a B to a B plus. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, I think I'm I'm right there where, like, this to me is a, a very solid B presentation. And I, I think that that is a good thing. We haven't gotten a B from Nintendo in a while. Uh, it's not quite the S that we know Nintendo's capable of. And I, I do think that, for me, 
biggest disappointments are Breath of the Wild, not getting a, a name drop at the very least. But 2022, it's like, oh, man, I, I really, really, really believed that it was going to be this year uh, and that we were going to see a lot more of it at this E3. Uh, but despite that, I feel like the announcements they had really excite me as a Nintendo fan. This is a Nintendo we haven't seen in a while where we've, for the last couple of years, gotten a lot of new games from Nintendo, but then also a lot of Wii U ports, which was great because those games were fantastic. What we're seeing here is interesting. This is a bunch of 3DS ports and 3DS inspired titles. We have the Mario Party Superstar, which we were all upset was announced on 3DS. It's like, why would you do that? Give it to us on the Switch where we're actually playing. And now we're finally getting it. It looks like a much better version, which is awesome. Same thing for WarioWare. There was the one for 3DS. It's like, this is a bizarre choice, but now we're getting it. What's old is new again. Go back to Advance Wars, right? Like getting that collection. None of us expected that, but I think that that is a fantastic step forward uh, in the right direction for getting a new Advance Wars. This is, let, let's get these games that we know are good. Uh, there's there's not a chance of this like letting us down. Like this is just a remake of the games that we love so much. So that continues down the line with a uh, Super Monkey Ball. There's just a lot of filling out, I think a lot of that, that B tier Nintendo titles, but it's like all of them. <laughs> and we never yeah. see that. Maybe it's like one or two, but here it's like, there was like 10 games they announced that I'm like, wow. I didn't expect one of these to be here, let alone 10 of them, uh, and especially this year. So while Nintendo might not have the big banger fall title, uh, I think it's really damn clear now that all of our predictions and talk about Nintendo Switch Pro is tied to Breath of the Wild, and that is 2022. So that's where we're at. Uh, but it means that we're going to be getting a lot of titles pretty much week after week from September to November, uh, and especially when you add the, the Pokemon titles as well. A lot of cool stuff here, and I, I think that not necessarily anything that is going to be the big game of the year contender conversation, but a lot of really, really solid stuff. And Metroid Dread, I mean, I am blown away. I can't believe they're they're actually making it. Not necessarily my favorite graphic style, and I think in a world that is now kind of owned by indie Metroidvania-inspired titles, things like Hollow Knight and whatever, where like a 2D Metroid needs Axiom to be something verge. special. Exactly, like all of those. Mm -hmm. Like This needs to be something special. Uh, but I love that they're going back to Dread. Let's get scary. Let's get weird. This is, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah, Tim, you mentioned the the tiers that Nintendo kind of has with their games. And even though it feels like so many of these announcements did feel like they were reaching toward that B tier to lower A tier, they reached into into certain bags that I didn't expect, and I think all of us didn't expect, right? Metroid Dread being the big example of this is a game that was looked forward to in like the early to mid two thousands and disappeared, and nobody like nobody was thinking about it anymore. Like I've never heard anybody uh, uh, predict a Metroid Dread Dread announcement at an E three over the last decade. And okay, the well, so we got here, just, I need to cut you off there. That's oh, because pardon, everyone pardon. gave up hope. It was literally oh, yeah. a year after year after year of people being like, Metroid Dread, this is the year we're going to see it. And then, no, it Should was we never give up hope for anything? Because for I feel anything. like we're always told to give up hope. So I'm getting mixed. I'm getting mixed. Mother three. No, give up I mean, hope. I, three. The Nintendo, lesson here baby. is to give up hope. Give up hope, and then we're going to get what we want. So everybody stop asking for Mother 3. Nintendo will finally give it to us. <laughs> 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 we are getting that new Pikmin game. All right. Mm -hmm. See, I think there something like that, like for me, there weren't enough like, like across the board bangers. And I do know that not everyone likes Metroid because that one doesn't really sell as well as other franchises. But like I'm even though I think Super Monkey Ball, like Super Monkey Ball in general is fun. It's not going to get me out of my chair. Like, I feel like that's solid for a run of the mill direct. But I wanted more like heavy punches. And personally, I was a little bit bummed. Like when I saw Metroid, like toward the beginning and middle of the show, I'm like, oh, 
they're just going to run the table here. And then it kind of just staved off and never really hit that height again until Breath of the Wild, I would say. So that sort of surprised yeah. me in terms of the pacing of it. We all pop for WarioWare. We all pop for WarioWare. It's Here's true. my thing is, I think, uh, for me personally, if we're thrown well, on I've never played WarioWare. And, like, it isn't, as someone that, I know it's, I know it's good because people tell me it's <laughs> good. But watching that as someone who has not played it, it doesn't really conjure anything for me and i i think you want like, to pick his nose janet get... don't you want to pick wario's nose <laughs> i mean i like this toothpaste action that we saw like peeling go. off a face mask very relatable but i believe too the price <laughs> point on that i think is like 50 bucks as well and it's just like i don't know if i'm gonna get like sure. hyped for that if that's gonna be on my best of that you know list of anything that's kind of where it lands for me uh in terms of that uh, for throwing out scores, I just want to toss out that, and again, remember everybody, I know I've been hit or miss on these. Sometimes I have to leave early. Remember, Greg Miller goes on the new IGN scale, I think, right? So I don't do the pluses or minuses. I just put them into buckets of uh, a- levels here. I would give this an A, obviously S tier being above it. I think this is an A presentation as I look at it. I think it opened really strong with the Smash announcement that even though I don't care, it was a hype announcement and a cool trailer, and I know Smash people care about it. And then as I look down the list, I highlighted and bolded the things I cared about, right? And there's a ton of them in here that are ranging in sizes, uh, big to small or whatever, uh, and then ending with Breath of the Wild and this whole Zelda thing. I think they did a great job of just giving a good presentation that had a bunch of stuff in it, had a bunch of cool entertainment and it had, it had stuff you did know about stuff. You didn't know about reminders again. Like I, obviously I'm not going to pop that uh, super uh, or Mario golf. Super rush has the release date of June 25th. We knew that obviously. Right. But the fact that they're talk, talking about the free updates and showing a, a, more of a look stuff that I didn't see in the preview, uh, Tim and blessing did for it gets me excited and keeps me around for that. And I think, you know, in terms of if there were bigger things or, you know, uh, more stuff, this is still a pandemic year. And I think I granted I'm not grading on a curve or anything like that, nor am I grading on the curve of what E3 2021 was. I just think this was a solid show that never at any point let my mind drift off to something else. Yeah, for me, I didn't I didn't get my own grade, uh, but for me, it sits at a B plus uh, for the thing of there wasn't breath of the wild 2 was awesome but yeah that that did get a 2022 date and for this year there doesn't seem to be any sort of huge bangers there's also not there wasn't like a big 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 surprise at this nintendo direct that wasn't a oh fuck metroid prime is back or oh fuck this like x y and z is back but i think for our conversation of warrior and metroid dread and, and all these other things i think this 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 direct did have announcements that hit each of us in different ways where you know i'm not a big advanced wars person but there are multiple people here that are that absolutely popped off you will be you will be you will and be I, blessed believe. And, I can't wait, and, I, and i can't wait to be right but i do love smash and i do love tekken and so opening up with kazuya and smash had me like whoa what the fuck let's fucking go showing warrior Wear had me like oh let's fucking go i love warrior Wear. and i think for those different quote-unquote b-tier announcements the fact that it seems like each of us ha- had something here that uh, where we went fuck i didn't see this coming and fuck this looks really exciting i can't wait to play this i think makes it a really cool thing i think with all of these sort of announcements that you're mentioning bless that all of these sort of b-tier announcements that are not the gigantic nintendo games we should be expecting but i what this does for me is kind of show that Nintendo gives a shit about a lot of these smaller titles that we may have thought were just gone forever. Like, I I would have never believed there would have been a, a remake of this Metroid Dread game. I would have never believed that there would be another Warrior. Like, if you told me they would have somehow found a way to show another Fire Emblem game for about 15 minutes and more on Splatoon, I would have totally believed you. But the fact that we are kind of getting these smaller, weirder games... 
that gives me a lot of hope for a lot of other weird Nintendo small titles that we may not be expecting that shit. Maybe they are going to bring these these other titles back that have just been gone to lost to time that we would have never thought we'd see again. So I like not only did this presentation excite me, it also just made me kind of hopeful for the like, I don't know, for the next five years. What other kind of weird shit could they possibly bring back? Totally, man. When you look at Nintendo Switch's life cycle, like starting in 2017, that year was insane, right? When we got Breath of the Wild, it ended with Mario Odyssey. And in between, we got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Granted, semi-port of an old game, but still a, a banger of a game. And on top of that, we got other things, like smaller things like ARMS and a couple things to to fill out the, the catalog. It kept going, and they were just like releasing banger after banger. And then once you get to 2019, I think that was a year of a bunch of B-level bangers. That's when we got Luigi's Mansion. That's when we got the Link's Awakening uh, remake. And oh, B- I think, <laughs> okay, chill out. I, I, I mean, look, I love it. I love it, but it's like it's not that A-tier Nintendo yeah. that we're talking about, right? And I think that what we're looking at here is another 2019 year, and I will take that yep. over a 2020 any goddamn day of the week. So, yep. you know, I'm, I, this to me is an exciting move in the right direction with where we're all at with nintendo in the world i am very impressed with the amount of things they're showing us because i thought it was going to be a lot less than this uh the smash brothers news is very interesting to me this is not at all the direction i thought they were going to go i can't believe we didn't get both characters announced today uh that excites me in some ways knowing we only have one left uh is weird because like this this character looks fun but definitely was not uh, one that I was like looking forward to uh, being in it. And I think that as we're dwindling down to our final moments, it's like every character announced is a other is thousands of other characters unannounced. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that has uh, never been more true than right now with just one remaining. But can't wait to play it. Can't wait to get the spirits. Hopefully the last one is as big of a banger as it possibly can be. Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> What else, what, uh, Janet, what spoke to you the most? Again, still that Metroid reveal. I mean, I think like 2D Metroid is some of at least my fondest experiences with Metroid. And it had that great combination of, to me, it hit all the marks. It was surprising. It was exciting. It had a hard release date. It had a release date of this year. And it looked incredible. Like I have zero qualms, zero complaints. Um, it just looked fantastic. So I think that definitely was my standout moment. And then like a light shout out to them saying that, um, like the Mario Golf game is going to be getting DLC and support just because Nintendo doesn't really do DLC and support. And I do think if we're talking about this in terms of, you know, what kind of tone it sets or kind of what is, how does it speak to the ethos of Nintendo with the Switch moving forward? That's really exciting to me. Um, I was kind of bummed, though, I guess, to see like the Mario Party thing. That is a standalone purchase situation, right? That's not like part of everything else. Mario Party? Yeah. Like, is that part of? No, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a new game. New That's game. its own thing. Yeah. Like I wish I would have loved to see something like that get bundled in with the existing Mario Party. I think especially with online being supported. I mean, maybe that they were just kind of like testing the online waters and the servers and stuff for something else. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on how faithful of a recreation that is. Uh, I love old Mario Party. Old Mario Party, I think, is the peak of Mario Party. Uh, but there was there were differences they made in the new the most recent iteration of Mario Party that I wasn't a huge fan of, so I'm hoping that this is just uh, this is like the one time I'm like, I want a faithful recreation. Just make it look nice. Honestly, you didn't even have to make it look nice. You could have gave me the old one, and I still would have bought Mario it. Party one through three. No, seriously, but with online, can you imagine the uh, the ability I'm with to you. do that? I'm with you, Janet. Yeah, that sounds super exciting to me. And, and yeah, the Mario Party Superstar uh, I released did get a lot of a, a big pop for me in terms of what it is. Like, I'm very much looking forward to revisiting this. Uh, for me, I'd say my most hyped announcement 
shout out to WarriorWare because I think as a new announcement, that was my my most hyped thing. But I really got to talk about that Breath of the Wild 2 trailer because I'm like I'm I'm over the moon, right? Like 2022 still feels far away, and of course, even as they said it, it felt like they slightly didn't even believe that they're gonna fully no. hit 2022. <laughs> but regardless, I love them casting Vision. I love them being like, okay, yeah, we have we have an idea of when we want this to hit. Um, but the trailer itself, some of the stuff they showed, I thought was really exciting. They're keeping with the tone of like this eerie, uh, this this eerie Breath of the Wild sequel. They're doing the thing where they're playing a lot of the sound cues, a lot of the music cues in reverse, adding to like this creepy different feel to it the fact that they show it they they started off with link diving from the sky with and the Janet robot arm out. with the robot arm yeah yeah, Janet shouting the robot out arm. yeah it makes me it makes me interested in where they're going with it because we've had all these theories of what breath of the wild 2 is going to be and i've heard theories ranging from oh it's going to be the same map and maybe they'll flip it on its head somehow to oh it's going to be maybe underground full of dungeons uh them going skyward with it Interesting, uh, you know, it evokes some Skyward Sword energy, but also yep. I think could be really exciting in terms of freshening up the map. And then also diving into some of the lore of Zelda, because Skyward Sword, as Barrett mentioned even before the, uh, we started our a live reaction, Skyward Sword, or actually, no, I think you said it during the live reaction, right? It's like, a, it's it's a, it's important narratively, right? Like, it, yeah. it ties it, it Zelda ties together, it ties together. that story together. And, like, like yeah. now that I'm starting to think, like, with everything going on with uh, the Sky stuff, like, I imagine we'll... We might get some narrative uh, connections there. The fact that Link kind of, with the, his uh, kind of different hairstyle going on here and his uh, get up here, like so we cool. we might get some connections to the like uh, in Breath of the Wild one, the the story of like the original uh, hero and stuff from like a thousand years ago. We Link mm -hmm. kind of looks like the the like the drawing of that, so we might get some connections with that. Uh, you know, there have been theories about the Zonai, which is the missing tribe from the first game. Uh, that's what that might connect to Link's arm and stuff of like what the Zonai have been up to. Is, uh, same with like the the stuff I mean, in the sky. The, the, the like it looks like time, right? Like, I mean, it looks like yeah, his hair would indicate he's going. It's you know the uh, older version of him or whatever, or longer past. He's going to the past, but then they showed the rewinding of the droplets, right? And like the, yeah. the rewinding of water. It feels to me like yeah, they're totally teasing that you're going to have control of time as one of your powers here. And that ties into, I think, the music cues. Like, the music cues being played in reverse, I think, yeah. speaks to the fact that they're playing around with time and maybe going back in time with a lot of this stuff. It's and yeah, the droplet thing creepy. looks really cool. Yeah, it's not it, it's not just for style. I think it's telling a story with it. And the I want to shout out to the um I forget I forget what the, the thing is called. It's not the Hinox, but the big rock creature that having uh, a settlement on top of it, on top of that with some of the enemies just hanging out on it. I think is a really cool touch and speaks to the fact that they're iterating on Breath of the Wild in such a cool way. They're like, cool, we have something now. How can we make it cooler? How can we put a twist on what, we, what we've already got to add more character and add more personality to the world we've already established? And I think so far with the little we've gotten, I think they're absolutely nailing it and i cannot wait to get this i'm right there with you this looks insane this trailer i can't wait to watch it like 15 more times uh like i said earlier a little bummed we don't have a name in the 2022 date that they're aiming for seems like a little disappointing just because i want this now but this is the a perfect example of take your damn time i want this to be as good as it possibly can because it looks like we have something incredibly special on our hands so many shots in this are just like gorgeous and that's the the art style that's the decisions that they're made like uh Barrett, can you roll it back a bit? There's a scene of him like looking at the clouds and like the sun is breaking through a whole bunch and it's just like Jesus. God rays. I think it's a little before this. I think too, like there some of the abilities, like 
the section where like link goes through i'm now I'm like asking you to jump through that section the section where he goes through the uh rock i'm like what is this going to mean for traversal because even looking at that exact area it reminds me of like we've all been in those situations in breath of the wild where you run out of climbing stamina or you have to go too far around so i'm like if you can just zoom through some of these structures like i think that's going to be really exciting especially when combined with the fact that there is so much happening in terms of being in the air and you know diving from above and all of that will it be some yeah. sort of link between worlds mechanic to the like painting thing yeah like going through certain parts of of certain structures are you know that plays into the actual level design and I do love Man. that the arm seems like it's replacing the Sheikah Slate. I think that's a, that's a cool twist on it also, because that means that we're going to have different abilities. And the Sheikah Slate for Breath of the Wild meant so much to that game. You are every, Everything you're doing around that game in terms of puzzle solving and a lot, of, a lot of the traversal revolves around the few abilities that you have with the Sheikah Slate, and they build everything around that. The fact that they're replacing that with an arm, and it looks like they're giving you some different abilities and putting twists on abilities that were already there. You know, like this, what, what we're looking at right here, right here, right? Where uh, it is the time freeze mechanic. But it looks like instead of just freezing time, you are rewinding time. I cannot mm -hmm. wait to see the puzzles and stuff that they build around that. Because uh, that was mm -hmm. for me, it's mm -hmm. one of the best mm -hmm. things about Breath of the Wild is playing with physics and fucking around and seeing how you can how you could combine different things. Like imagine combining rewinding time with uh, something else in order to get, gain a, com uh, a a combative advantage against some of the enemies. Like that seems so cool. It is very very cool. And what I'm really interested in is you know in Breath of the Wild, like the whole kind of conceit of the game was you have all your abilities from the get-go and like you can kind of do whatever you want and it's more about combining them than it is about learning something new to open up a new area i wonder if they're sticking with that or if in this you're actually it's going to be a little bit more of a traditional zelda of gaining abilities because the time travel going through the little drop of water to pop through the thing like that to me looks kind of like a dungeon where you learn that ability you know like once he gets to the the top up here we're about to see it's like up here like i wouldn't be surprised if this is like the opening or like some part of a a more traditional dungeon you get that, the title yeah, like card right there <laughs> like hold on where, where was the oh the my god could here? you imagine it yeah, like the, like even just this a shot right here like i know there isn't much but this has like almost dungeon vibes where there's like this enemy like blocking your path here you, you you're not in like an open area or anything so yeah, yeah that could it. be cool yeah, and I think it'd be a great move because people if that was probably the thing people missed the most about Breath of the Wild is the fact that they weren't they weren't traditional dungeons. You had the shrines, which were awesome. I love the shrines, and then you had the um divine beasts, you know, which were cool, but it didn't have that, oh, I'm exploring this underground uh world, or oh, I'm exploring this forbidden forest, or oh, I'm exploring this, you know, sky dungeon, even though I guess you did have like the actual divine beast that was fighting the sky, it felt less uh distinct uh when you went from dungeon to dungeon and so them returning to that i think would be a big move for them and would be uh would, would be a hit with fans i'm a little surprised at the amount of varied locales we're seeing in this that are places we haven't seen before but i'm also surprised by how much of just the the same early level breath of the wild stuff we're seeing in this but like with just like slight remixes and i wonder what that balance is going to end up actually being like especially when you look back at majora's mask coming after ocarina like those how drastically different they were even though they were using the similar engine similar kind of ideas this does look like what we've all kind of assumed it would be which is the majora's mask of breath of the wild which is freaking wild to think about and i love yeah. the super dark kind of creepy ass tone they're going for you gotta assume People everybody on the zelda team is like we we need the pro all right like we're we've got some ideas and this shit is not gonna really work that well like if you want this to be the best it could be 
give us that new NVIDIA chip with DLSS. We need that shit. Um, and that's and I'm kind of excited about that portion of it. How does the future use of this new tech kind of advance what Breath of the Wild can be? You know, um, when it comes to you know just higher resolution, no, no, it doesn't get all framey all the time. You know, that was always my issue with Breath of the Wild. Um, even though it's still like a ten out of ten game to me, I still had some issues with performance. So I'm stoked about that as well. The performance Before... of the launch of Breath of the Wild was pretty rough, um, but it did get patched pretty quickly and it didn't end up like i think staying sticking around at the same at the same level but i will say like going back to breath of the wild like now it doesn't look as pretty as it did when i first played it i don't know if i'm alone in that but um this one looks really good so i'm hoping that it does have a little bit of those like those rough edges aren't there at launch before we move on let me tell you about our sponsors this show is brought to you by honey we all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code FieldTonus at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online that range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Kind of funny, loves Honey. Tim Geddes tells you all the time to click that dang Honey button. It saved him and many of us here at Kind of Funny plenty of money when we use Honey. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something we don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. We're also brought to you by FitBod. Getting caught up in the same workout routine can get tiring. Don't get stuck doing the same workouts. Making progress towards the future you means overcoming new challenges. FitBod creates a fitness program that continually adapts with new exercises and dynamic intensity that adjusts to how you're progressing. So you'll be challenged to meet your goals at your own pace. There's no perfect body that everyone can achieve, but what we can do is continually become a better version of ourselves. No workout is one size fits all. FitBod creates a fitness program that continually adapts to you, so you stay challenged with new exercises, pacing, and intensity based on where you are and where you want to be. Kind of funny knows FitBod well. Gia and Tim's friend Danny uses it religiously. FitBod understands that the path to achieving your best looks different for everyone. FitBod creates a program based on your unique body, experience, and environment. Their algorithm uses data and analytics to help you build on your last workout to maximize your results. Whether you're exercising three days a week or twice a day, every workout is scientifically proven to be better than the last. FitBod workouts are balanced to avoid overworking muscles with varied exercises to keep you sharp. No equipment? No worries. FitBod has bodyweight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. FitBot is super easy to use and even has HD video tutorials to make learning new exercises a breeze. It integrates with other fitness and health apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava. Personalized training can be tough on a budget, but FitBot is only $9.99 a month. That's $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. Sign up now and you'll get 25% off your membership. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBot today and your future self will thank you. Get 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash kfgames. That's 25% off at 
fitbod.me slash kfgames. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Canva. Listen, design, it's hard. I'm talking about art design. Even making thumbnails in Photoshop can be hard for me sometimes, but that's why I'm excited to tell you about Canva. Kind of Funny loves Canva. Tim Geddes himself says that it's super dope and easy to use. Makes all different kind of design stuff. You just pick the styles you like and it does all the work. Super helpful for creators. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or you're just getting started, Canva Pro can help you boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. One of my favorite Canva features is how you can stay on brand. Preset your brand's fonts, colors, and logo for a unified look across all designs. There's no idea too big or too small for Canva Pro. Whether you're like me struggling to make video thumbnails, or you're an entrepreneur, or even a crafty mom, design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to canva.me slash KF games to get your free 45 day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash KF games. Canva dot me slash KF games. I want to go back to, to Mario Party for a bit because this is one of those weird Ooh. Nintendo decisions in a good way that I'm really excited about. This really seems like one of the first times ever that for years we'd be on Gamescast and we'd say, why don't they just do X? Why don't they just do why? And this is exactly that because I was looking into it and, and from what I remember, the 3DS game, it was just the 100 mini games. It didn't include the board. So even there, there was kind of like, oh, well, that's a weird call. Here we're getting five of the classic boards from the N64 games, the full things with online play, with all the iconic mini games. But it isn't just the old games. It does look a lot better. We're getting the new characters like Rosalina and stuff going on here. This looks incredible. This looks like the dream Mario Party game with online play that we know works because they just did it with Super Mario Party. Yeah, and honestly, with the with the recent Super Mario Party, I'm surprised by how well online works. I've played multiple games of that now, and I've barely had any issues. And that's pretty really? crazy when it comes to Nintendo Online. Yeah, no, Nintendo Online. So you're saying there's that. hope for Mario Golf. You're saying there's hope for Mario Golf. Uh, I'm not saying all that. I didn't, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I'm just saying they somehow have it figured out for Mario Party. And so so them adding online to that, I think is such a cool thing. And I'm right there with you. And this is definitely one of those good, weird Nintendo decisions that I'm all about. Andy, you said, really, did you have bad experiences with the Mario Party? No, no, online? I just, I've been curious. I haven't tried the, the newest version online. I've been works really wondering good. about that because I know we had, a, you know, I don't know how many months ago it was that there was a story on Kind of Funny Games Daily about Nintendo kind of starting from scratch on their online system and kind of saying kind of admitting in a way yes we know that it's not great so we're kind of trying to move on to newer modern solutions and i wonder if that actually ever happened behind the scenes whether we would have noticed at all but the fact that bless didn't really have any issues i know when we played super mario bros uh 3d world the that you know was pretty problematic we had a yeah, ton a of issues trying to play that online so uh, yeah, I, I wonder if I wonder if maybe they they found this new sort of found confidence, knowing that hey, our online can be more functional in the future. Let's just kind of go all out with what sort of games we can put out there. I'm I'm certainly excited to try this because I haven't played those Mario parties in fucking decades, you know. So like this is such a great decision. I in a way 
I know that we were kind of there's part of us that's like, ah, all the stuff we're seeing is just rehashes of old stuff, but it's old proven stuff. And the idea that like I'd rather have old proven stuff from Nintendo than a brand new Mario Party that may not necessarily hit the same way. Like I'm stoked to see if this actually works and uh yeah, I'm I'm definitely down to try it. it definitely a weird Nintendo decision for me though. Mario Party, like the original Mario Party, didn't have the thing with the characters having different die, right? I'm not making up that memory. Like that's old Mario more Party. modern. Yes, like that is more modern. modern, yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I'm kind of bummed about is that it seems to be like an old it is the old games, it's the old boards, but it will have like more modern trappings because I'm looking at the key art for Mario Party Superstars on Switch on the Nintendo website and it shows Mario with like his Mario die, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it isn't. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard for me to tell I don't remember what Mario's die is. But like if it has the new trappings, I'm a little bit less excited because I feel like some of what I haven't liked about the more recent Mario parties is they sort of have made them less like less of a bitch, basically. And like what was nice about those is that they were like all like brutally hard to like get a victory in. And they they've always had a little bit of BS in them, but like I'm really hoping that it just really is a true one-to-one recreation that they don't have like the die thing. Um it's tough for me to tell now that I'm looking at it if it does have any like of those additions. I'm also looking I mean, forward I- to something that isn't leaning so hard in the Joy-Con as well. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I got yeah, the uh, actual PR email from uh, Nintendo, so I'm going to read some some bits for the game, see if there's more info. From Mario Party Superstars, they say, Ready for another round of Mario Party Mania? It's time for a superstar collection of Mario boards and mini games. Mario Party Superstars features five classic boards from the N64 era and a collection of 100 mini games, and all game modes can be played online. So that's awesome. That that bit right yeah. there, that every mode, and also to Jenna, to your point, I'm hoping that them focusing on different game modes, maybe if there is the character die, that there's the option to play without the character die as there, well. There, uh, this is the, um, what's it called? The Treehouse Live that they're playing right now. So it does. Yeah, it doesn't look like you can choose your play. Yeah, I've yeah. looked over. I've looked over. All the dice look like they're the same dice. Somebody okay, just yay. got a custom dice <laughs> that you could roll whatever number you want, but I don't see it being, I don't see the what we saw in the last yeah. Super Mario Party. Uh, something yeah, I if you look bring, at the top left. Uh, okay. could be this mood yeah, it could go. just be this mode though it could just be how they selected yeah. you know for the rules or whatever um but there's you, dice block something and... that i want to bring up because chad's been uh kind of talking about it is how do you guys feel about this being its own game that's seems to be 60 dollars and not an expansion for uh, uh super mario party i'm salty because i just bought that super mario party but i knew i was stupid when i bought it like everyone told me <laughs> not to buy it like my like discord community was playing it and i'm like you know what this seems like fun and i'm like if i'm gonna have fun it's worth the 60 dollars. but it's it. a little it's a little bit salty at a least you salty. bought it on you bought it on sale for 57.99 okay <laughs> i don't even with, think i did with, i don't even with, think i nintendo's I mean, I earned, amazing sales one dollar I, <laughs> I did earn the gold points so like you know uh, there's there's justification there a little bit but um yeah it just like if you're if you're like me it's a little bit awkward but i don't think there's that many people who i don't know how many people bought the new one because it had online i mean i did also like they added online play i also bought it uh, do you feel salty or are you just less bitter than me and you're like i'm fine no i think I, i i think it is a salty thing i think for me it's what i expect from nintendo and that's the sad thing about it is if if nintendo came to me and they were like oh yeah we are making new mario party content i i would not expect it to be an expanded thing sadly like that's the sad part about it is that i think that would be the right decision especially when you look at this game and look at the ui and look at all the elements it looks just like super mario party and so does it that's my thing is i will i like that this is its own thing because super mario party is not a good enough foundation to build off 
This to me, it looks like this is what we all want from Mario Party. If we start growing from here going forward, if they add DLC and start adding to this, I am much happier with that. I would have preferred that Super Mario Party mm. just was that great foundation before. But like, honestly, to me, it wasn't like all of us played it and had issues, like not only with the online, but even just with the amount of mini games that they had and the focus on the Joy Cons and all this. This being like you could play it with the Nintendo Switch Lite, you could play it with whatever you have. Like there needs to be that level of consistency if you're going to build on for a cohesive Mario Party experience. And I, I think that, that this is while unfortunately we have to buy a, another game, like I just wish that Super Mario Party was better. But it's also the sure. We're talking about Super Mario Party. I mean, I know because the online just got added this year, right? And so we're dealing with there. But, like, it's a three-year-old game. Like, I don't... I Like, yeah, And on the one hand, sure, it'd be great if this Super Mario Party was the platform and it was just going to have, you know, stuff added to it throughout time. But Nintendo hasn't conditioned an audience to do that. And I don't think they uh, care that much in terms of doing that and getting an audience in line with, hey, it'd be a different conversation of, hey, this is the Mario Party platform going forward. I think it's totally... Within within the rights, of course, do whatever the fuck you want. It could be a good business decision or bad business decision. But I don't see this as being egregious or that money grubbing. It sounds like they put a lot of stuff into it. Even watching the direct over here on another screen or the treehouse over on another screen, like it's got that. You know, Nintendo, we always talk about the nostalgia being its power, right? And even as you're getting ready to go into the mini game, it shows a little N64 up there and it tells you it's from Mario Party 2 and shit. Like that's cool. Yeah, the idea that you can't really like if people are expecting this Mario party to be able to play with Joy-Con only, or like maybe they're not expecting to use the same hardware. Obviously this game is full art, you know, all redone. It looks gorgeous. And I am not surprised at all that they're going to charge for a full game. Like it's, it kind of stinks. What if it was like a $30 thing, but Nintendo never does that. Nintendo is always reminding me of Apple. We're going to do it our way. And we believe in this decision, and if you don't agree with it, who cares? You're going to get it anyway. Um, I don't that, love that, that, but that's kind of just how it is. And that's exactly where I'm at, where it doesn't surprise me whatsoever, and I don't think it's an egregious thing. You know, I, I'm I'm fine with it, but that's also me as somebody who really likes Mario Party that is willing to show up for a, a collection like this. But I do think there's there's that thing of, man, but what if Nintendo was like, hey, people love Mario Party. Hey, we can we can put out a service like a live Mario Party and can continue to expand it with new maps, new content and all that stuff. And have those things that are all right, Mario Party anniversary anniversary. We're adding in Mario Party two maps like that for me can help build value for your audience and help uh, maintain an ongoing an ongoing game. But to Greg's point, they've not conditioned the audience to expect that, which is why I think we're all like, okay, well, it is what it is. We're excited for it. We're going to play it. But I don't know if it's the best way necessarily to do this kind of thing. It wouldn't be Nintendo if you weren't buying something that you already owned on another platform. And like, you know, for, for what it's worth, time. as, as much yeah. as it sucks that it is this way, like those games do not go down in value either. Because I bought a cartridge version of like Mario Party probably a few years ago, and it was still like thirty to fifty dollars. So, and I bought it, and I was, and I would have bought it again because I like those games a lot. <laughs> so at least this is like a modernized version of it. Because like, and, and you know, I'm all for the nostalgia, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of physical media, but admittedly having to hook up my n64 and then you know how those controllers didn't age well which is probably happening with the switch where it's like okay this one is the one with the bad stick and then i have like the brawler 64s like if you want a modern version on an old thing it was a little bit sloppy so at least this kind of uh, adds a little bit of cohesion and it's far enough away in time from when i bought the last mario party that maybe it'll take this thing out of it because not till october but yeah now, for this one do you guys expect them to add new classic maps 
going forward? Like, do you expect no. Mario Party Four nah, or not really. Mario Party One maps? And that's that's it, my thing of what that's my thing of why why I think it's a salty situation is because like that's something you can build and they have they put in no effort into building something like that. But let's be honest. Do we need anything past Mario Party one through three? Four is good. Nah. Here's the thing: they're good. But I think I think but more maps from those at the very well, more maps from those at the very least would fantastic. be fantastic. Like Mario Party has been trash for like a lot of years. Like the That's one on the Switch, the one on the Switch is like a little bit better because it is more traditionally board game based. And like I think the gimmicks, you know, it's still it's a gimmicky game because it's like for fun, right? Like so having the extra characters and stuff, eh, it's all right. I do think some of their star stuff at the end where you don't get like a mini game star anymore. I'm like, why am I hustling for these games then if I'm not going to get a star at the end? But that's a different issue. But I feel like I think most people can agree that the height of Mario Party was like those the games they were going to bring back. And I I think people most people go up to like four, if not six, is what I tend to hear for good Mario parties. But the but idea yeah, that like, the, the idea here is that there's five maps coming from one through three, right? Like the best, yeah. the best maps from one through three. Like, I mean, I don't remember any of the other Mario parties really, but surely there had to have been some good enough maps to make their way over here, right? Like, or or am I just absolutely crazy? Like, we're the, or like the, maybe like, there there maybe there are more maps from Mario Party one through three that you can pull in. Like five maps for me isn't the big number of maps. Like that is a thing you can expand over years. Like launching with five maps is cool, I, I think, I, but that's what we over the course from Super Mario Party though. They only launched with what four maps. And they never, yeah, they and, never added to it. And that's my problem is that you can add to it. You can build it. You can make it something fantastic. And I feel like they do that one and done and they stop because they yeah. know that in a few years they can release a brand new game and people From will four, pay five, $60 six, for it again. <laughs> well, Nintendo's just so inconsistent and sloppy with support that it just becomes like, it just becomes a mess. And I wish they were just less sloppy, but I don't think they're going to be. So at this point, I'm like, I'm just here for the ride. I mean, even look at like Splatoon too they're like splatfest is done except for like the five we had afterwards like what yeah. was that and like you know i went and pl- it's just confusing and weird right and like mario kart we did initially get dlc for that and then that became mario kart deluxe on the switch they said they're going to do stuff for mario golf they didn't touch mario party for a long time and then suddenly it came out with online and they came out with a new one later like it'd be nice to have cohesive vision but we're not going to. So I don't know. I, I would like a lot of things from Nintendo that I'm not going to get. Why well, expect the add now, this to yeah. the list? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it reminds it's, me it's of, crazy of we didn't uh, get Mario Maker 2. Yeah, totally. So yeah, many, that's there's so it. many like, things. You're like, how? How do we not get an update? Can you make search? Can you make good, ser- like, filtered searches and things? Like, it's just, I don't know. There's problems. Going back to the Nintendo PR email, I love this. They're talking about Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread is a direct sequel to 2002's Metroid Fusion and concludes the five-part saga focusing on the strange interconnected fates of Bounty Hunter Samus and the Metroids, which kicked off with the original Metroid game for NES. How is this real? I am so stoked. I need to talk to Jared Petty about this because he, I'm sure, is losing his damn mind. (laughs) I even love the way that the trailer opened with the Metroid with the font kind of coming in. It's it's saying Metroid 5. That's how they originally showed the game. I think it was like E3, like 2003 or some shit like that. Uh, And then we just saw just a, a couple screens of the game. So this is just, this is too much, man. And, uh, yeah. I, I, and I, I need I to look into the, the, the creature team that working was chasing on this. After, the, the creature that I was chasing after her, too, I thought was a cool way to start it. Because, I don't know, I, I, I that really vibed with me in terms of how it looked and how kind of eerie it, it, eerie it felt. How the mood should a, be. 
There's a great yeah. combination of like mechanical and like organism based creatures yes. and sort of like fusion. a fusion, right? Yeah. Like of those things. Um, the suit design looks gorgeous. Metroid Fusion is probably one of my favorite games ever. Um, I, I've been dreaming of them doing something with that for ages, and this is way better than even that would have been. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. I'm real, real, real excited. Like I was saying, I, I wonder how this is going to compete with uh, other Metroidvanias of the the modern times. But yeah, that's Samus Returns was great, though, on 3DS. And this looks like it, it might be made by the same team. I don't know. I'm trying to find this out right now, but I'm not seeing any more info. Is Mercury Steam on this at all? Does the chat know? Mercury Steam. But anyways... I Jeff, just love Jeff Googling Robin Metroid chat, 5 Jeff 2003. Chat, Mercury Steam uh, didn't make this. Did? Do you say did or didn't? Did. 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 Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Hey, that's exciting stuff. And I mean, no, they're still talking talk about Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> so it is still a game that still <laughs> yeah, exists. Yeah, that was such a weird... What a weird moment. Like, it was like, by the way, yes. But also... It's a completely different thing. But I think it helps that, like, Metroid, um, oh, God, I want to say Fusion Dread is coming out so soon because I think that, I think if it didn't have a this year release date, it would have been a little bit awkward because it would have seemed like, even if you want to make the argument, like, this took away from something, it's like, oh, well, it's here already. So it's ready now almost. So it kind of, uh, I think, skirts any of people being upset by that. But it was sort of weird. Um, but I already know that we're not going to see, you know, Met that new Metroid game for ages because like they were making it, they stopped making it and then had to start again. Like that sounds like, you know, we don't hear about these games when they have the idea for these games. We hear about them when they're a little bit more in the lines of production and, and on their way. So to already have that and then have it restart, like I've just sort of let that one go indefinitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, then, I think you have to mention it though. I think you have to kind of confirm and mention it because because you mentioned new Metroid, yeah. Yeah, if they only show Dread, what's what's going through all of our minds prime is dead probably like prime four is probably never going to come out yeah. if they don't even mention it and it kind of reminds me of breath of the wild uh two at the last direct where Onuma's was like yes we're still working on it but we're also doing this so check this out and hopefully you forget about the last thing i just mentioned i think you have to mention prime four is still confirmed or else people lose their shit and just assume the worst so um yeah. I i'm fine with that it's nice to hear them talk about it, too, and say the words Metroid Prime 4, because I think it just adds to that thing of if we don't hear about it ever, we just slow, we slowly get in, into that place where we're like, OK, it's, it's, just, it's just gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And so them having the confidence to say the words Metroid Prime 4 in a Nintendo Direct, I think, speaks to a, a good thing in terms of, hey, we're not canceling it. Hey, we're still working on it. It still exists. Here's Dread. And it may not come out for 18 years. Because there's no chance in hell that Metroid Prime Trilogy is not coming to the Switch at some point. And I am convinced that that game is finished and done. And they've been sitting on it for, at this point, probably four years. And they had always planned, we're going to put it out about nine months before Prime 4. And then Prime 4 just keeps moving. So they're like, all right, well, <laughs> let's just hold on to this, I guess. <laughs> but, like, it has to be real. It has to be done. Jeff Grubb, tell me I'm right. <laughs> Nothing has to be real. It's Nintendo. Where's the Switch Pro? Yeah. <laughs> Been here about it's that for coming, like eight years. We're, we're I'm tired of hearing about it. The other Zelda games. If shortages, chip shortages. Jeff says I'm right. Where's Wind Waker? Jeff says right. I'm right. He's Where's my Switch Pro? Stuff. That's what I want to know, y'all. Like especially, especially too. Like I've been skeptical of the Switch Pro rumors forever because I'm just like I don't know, man. And it, like more and more people are like, no, no, it's coming. It's gonna be here. Then it not being here means it's gonna be here even harder than it was. And then it wasn't here. So you know what? 
F all these rumors, forget it. I don't even care. At one point, one of y'all is going to say it's going to come out and then it's going to come out and then you're going to be like, see, I said, you said for eight years, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm just going to take my, my, my shitty switch with my drifting Joy-Con and I'm just going to keep it, keep it rocking. Okay. We're, we're, you know what, Janet? As of today, we're giving up hope on the Switch Pro. It's, it's time never to give up hope. We're never going to see and it. It's time canceled. to stop. Ever. It's canceled. And then let's just hope in like, you know, six months, maybe we get some. Yeah, Saving money is always good anyway. Put aside the money. Somebody's going to make a console. Yeah. Put it on play date. I don't know. Like, do what you I want feel with like it. The Switch Pro rumors got like really out of control in the last like two months leading into E3. And before that, I think everyone just assumed it was 2022. But then it everyone started thinking it was 2021 uh just I mean, it because, was like, like a jason the, schreier report right that's the yeah, thing like, it's like yeah there there's a lot of real sources. evidence going into this so at the end of the day it's like it's gonna inevitably happen nintendo's in a weird place right now as everybody is but them specifically and with breath of the wild it's like why would they put it out this uh fall when there's going to be hardware shortages no matter what anyways and there's nothing crazy to push it with it like metroid prime or metroid dread and you know freaking all of the games tensei 5 aren't gonna need that yeah like they're all the games they announced this fall none of them speak to switch pro you know like all like pokemon uh brilliant diamond isn't gonna push the switch pro warrior is in that game super mario uh or super mario party not super mario party mario party superstars isn't that game like none of the games coming out this fall are switch pro ass games I think, though, too, like just because you have the hardware doesn't mean you're going to have the software that's going to fully utilize the hardware. And I think that's the other thing we have to like the kind of counterpoint to that. Like you could argue that for current next gen. Right. We only have like two full on exclusives for the PS5 where they're taking advantage of the SSD. So I think even if Nintendo does drop more powerful hardware, it'll still take a little while to get stuff that's fully utilizing it. I think you might only get that through like also exclusives, not to be the whole Oh, like multiplayer is holding back games because I kind of hate that take. But I mean, there is a little bit of truth to that. I wouldn't call it holding back, but like the fact is it's it's different. It hits different. And when there is an exclusive, they bring out all the bells and whistles to kind of justify that. So yeah. and then I, I think mean, the other thing to remember, too, is how powerful can you make it if it's still a handheld? And we don't know if it's going to be a dock only. We don't I don't know. We just there, well, I mean, it's the, so the, up in the air. The reports have been that it's going to be like a 4K thing uh, when, it, when it's connected to the TV and it's going to have like slightly higher resolution when you have it handheld. And like the reports have been also that they want to launch it with some sort of lineup of games. What that looks like, who knows? But for Nintendo, I'm sure their whole thing is that they want to be able to resell it to people that have a Switch already. Like they yeah. want to basically double what the Switch numbers are right now. And the way that they do that is probably going, cool, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to look so much better on a switch pro uh whatever the next big mario game is same thing as well mario or uh, pokemon legends arceus gonna look so much better and run so much better on the switch pro i think that's the messaging they probably went for it yeah and i think it, go, it, go, it goes back to the question for me of like cool is it maybe delayed into 2022 because software isn't there and they want to they want to have some some uh some more manufacturing go on in the background while there's still a chip shortage well also schreier kind of mentioning that the mario plus rabbits trailer was on upgraded hardware um because it not only looked nicer you didn't it didn't look like a 720p trailer being shown to us it looked crisper and more like a more of an hd game that we've normally seen from nintendo don't get me wrong whenever nintendo shows trailers the visuals are always really pretty and nice and they have fantastic art style but it always looks like a bit lower res than what you'd want so the rumors that that ravage trailer was on the newer upgraded version of the hardware um Kind of gives me hope, but you know it's it's in yeah. devs' hands. It was also pre-alpha footage though, so I don't know how much that is like 
not that it's going to look drastically different, I think, either. But um, yeah, I don't know. Personally, I wasn't I didn't see the rabbits footage and say this could not be the switch. But, you know, I'm getting the switch for regardless if it comes out. I mean, I was the, I was in the camp of being excited when they just released a slightly different skew with like, I think, did it have like more memory or it had something it had slightly, more battery, battery life? life? I think yeah. a tiny bit of better battery life. Yep. And like, I didn't go out and buy another switch for that. But when they dropped the Animal Crossing thing, I'm like, OK, this is a win win for me. So like, I'm definitely all in on Switch Pro. I would like it to exist because I play the switch enough that and I've had it since day one that I would love any form of an upgrade, especially if I just offset the cost by just trading in my current model. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things I would buy from Nintendo if they had them for sale. Nintendo's about to have a banger year when it comes to multiplayer games like Monkey Ball, Mario Party, WarioWare, and Mario Golf. Like, we're about to have a lot yeah. of fun together playing games, you know? And I think that that's, oh, yeah. that's really cool. You had the single player of of a Metroid and then, you know, a couple other things that if they speak to you here or there, whether it's Shin Megami or uh, Fatal Frame and, and things like that that are, that are kind of cool. But uh, I'm really, really excited for the, the multiplayer stuff they got coming. Now, on top of, like, Skyward Sword and these games that are just kind of like, yeah, they're there too, you know? Uh, are you guys yeah. planning on playing through Skyward Sword? Oh yeah, to, I'm gonna. I'm I think I'm gonna pick up Skyward Sword. I wanna. I, like I think it's gonna. It. It's gonna add some cool context to Breath of the Wild too. You imagine also, which could be a cool thing. Uh, and I do want to shout out Jeff Grubb on Twitter mentioned that uh, with some of the trepidation about does Breath of the Wild two even hit next year, uh, it might be worth it for Nintendo to hold a, a Wind Waker remaster uh, or like a Twilight Princess remaster for next year, just in the case that Breath of the Wild two doesn't make it, which I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, whatever would be great. Five throughout that Wii U, just taking up space. Absolutely. Well, any closing thoughts, guys, on Nintendo? Is anyone going to buy that Zelda game and watch? Be honest. No, I'm not going to. I would not buy it. That's one of those things where if they send it to me, like I'll do the unboxing video or whatever, like I did with the the Mario one. But yeah, that that's not on my my buy list. Unlike a lot of these other things that I am going to buy. I'd like to, but. I'm not going to spend the money. <laughs> you're not going to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. I have the Mario one. I don't play it. And I like would play the Zelda one even less. I will encourage people, though, play Skyward Sword to get your Zelda fixed this year. And then maybe Skyward Sword, uh, maybe for some story stuff, will be important for Breath of the Wild 2 next year. So just saying, give it a chance. It's a fun story. Maybe not the best uh, Zelda 3D game, but it's so fun. And you time. don't have to use hand or you don't have to use motion controls, which yep. is the big thing. I did not um, like the motion controls when I played that on Wii. If Breath of the Wild 2 does actually hit 2022, which seems like they're a little bit hesitant on confidence there based on the wording, and Horizon gets delayed, quote unquote, this is not really announced, but, you know, delayed from the holiday goal they have, we will be once, we, we are almost there. History repeating itself. The game's coming out at the same time, and just like the old shows y'all did, just copy and paste them over. Yeah. It's the same thing, compare the open worlds. It's like, what we could reuse a lot of war to that yeah, I was equation say, as well. The bigger yep. question is, if God of War and Legend, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 hit next year, what are those Game of the Year conversations about to look like? People are about to box. I'm showing more, up in person more than ever right now, right at place. And Elden Ring, holy shit. And Starfield. Fuck, next year's going to be crazy while that shit hits. Oh, Greg, hold on, I Greg keeps like... getting delayed because he, he's, he's off a little bit. Like, Greg, what were you about to say? It doesn't matter. Go ahead. No. Greg's angry. Greg's angry. Sorry, Greg. He's, He's pissed off. He's dealing with He's bad internet. Boy. 
Not that I'm angry. I just don't want to ruin the fucking show. But you have to make a big deal about it, don't you, Andy? He's pissed, dude. He's so mad. Jack, say your jokes. Say what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that now it's more pedal metal over at Gorilla. Like, get Horizon out this fucking year so it doesn't get yep. run over again by Zelda next year. Yeah, yeah. I saw there was, I saw a tweet um, uh, like a week ago where somebody was like, hey, if I was Gorilla, I would just keep that date until after Nintendo announces when Breath of the Wild is yeah. and that then announce a lot of when sense. you're going to drop Horizon. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's Halo, good. right? Like, I mean, I, I think Halo is going to be in a very different conversation in terms of like, I don't, I don't think it's going to reach game of the year type conversations. But even just in terms of mind share and stuff like market share, if this year is right now the question of Horizon and Halo, like, are they going to hit this year or get bumped to next? And then you look at next, and you do have Starfield and Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild and all that's like, damn, 2022 sounds nuts. Yeah, next gen is here. Next Gen is here. Well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Like I said, we're going to be on twitch.tv slash games all day. So please hang out with us. Janet, thanks for joining us. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me across the internet under the handle Game Onesis. That's on Twitter, all other social media, on Twitch, on Patreon, on YouTube. And Greg, congratulations for killing E3. This is his final day. Go Woo! show him some Yay! love. Over yeah. on the twitch.tv slash E3 channel. He's been killing it there, doing double duty coming here. We all appreciate it so very, very much. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>